so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. I'm saying that you cannot say that numbers collected at the employer's place of business reflect simply the employer's policies. Those, num those numbers reflect underlying conditions in the whole society, just as numbers collected at the hospital do not show you that people are sick because they're in the hospital. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're tuning in to The Unveiled Patriot with yours truly, Travis Masterbone, and this is combo number four with Nurse Becca. So, Nurse Becca has been a pediatric nurse for four years now, always working in the hospital setting, works pediatric surgery floor in Colorado. She moved from Connecticut, big advocate of freedom, choice, very anti-mandate, right? Anti-vaccine mandates and passports. And again, this is a platform for her to speak her mind, voice her opinion, and present her stats um, in this episode, we talk a lot about, you know, mass psychosis varying from state by state. We talk about Gavin Newsom and his mandates for K through 12 kids. We talk about the vaccine. We talk about the virus, of course. And then we also get into a little bit of politics and how she regrets voting for Biden um, and a lot of other things as well. This was a really a great episode. Again, can't thank her enough. And I'm very excited to show you guys this episode. Again, Nurse Becca, stay tuned and enjoy or not. Good evening. Welcome. Hi, Becca. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. I appreciate you doing this with me this evening, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. This is episode two of my nursing series, and I'm just glad you could be a part of it. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Awesome, awesome. Uh, okay, so just so the listeners have an idea of who I'm talking with, obviously you're a nurse, but um, you know, maybe just give a quick description of who you are, where you're from, you know, maybe briefly why you're, why you got into nursing, how many years you've been a nurse. Um, and then uh, let's just get straight into the business. Describe your initial experience, like those beginning phases that we're all familiar with when COVID just started taking over our lives. Yeah, for sure. So I've been a nurse for four years. I've always been a pediatric nurse since I graduated nursing school, and I've always worked in a hospital setting. So um, I currently work on a pediatric surgery floor, and we test all of our patients for COVID-19, regardless of vaccination status. Um, and as of this month, my hospital is requiring vaccination to work. And I'm just, you know, strongly against vaccine mandates or passports. And so I'm pretty passionate about it. And I wanted to kind of talk about it with you. 
Awesome. Awesome. And uh, so when COVID first started emerging, um, what were your initial thoughts? I mean, besides the obvious that something is going on that is just insane that we've never experienced before, but maybe take me through, uh, you know, some initial experiences or encounters, whether it's with family, friends, or what have you, what, what was going through your head when COVID like first emerged? So when it first happened, I guess I was just kind of um, bummed because I couldn't go anywhere other than work because everything had shut down at that time. And I wasn't, I honestly wasn't really scared of the virus because I had found out, you know, it's a respiratory virus. It's not like HIV where it can affect your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'm a healthy young individual, so I don't really feel like I need to be that scared of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just kind of went to work like normal, but because of COVID, something that really affected me specifically because I am a surgical nurse is they like quit or stopped doing all um, elective surgeries and we're only doing emergency surgeries. So all of the surgical nurses didn't really have anything to do. So we became what was called these like COVID PPE guardians and PPE is personal protective equipment. Mm -hmm. And we basically had to sit in a closet in on each floor that had all of the personal protective equipment like masks gowns face shields all those things and guard the equipment because they were supposedly being stolen um and there was a shortage of them so that's what i did for my 12-hour shifts so stolen um by you know nurses on duty they just took them home or I never um, witnessed that, but they, I guess the hospital was just concerned that they could be stolen, especially because there was a shortage. Um, And then eventually that shortage kind of went away, but I guess because there was such a shortage, they were scared that if they were out in the open, like they were before COVID, that people can just grab them like family members or patients or nurses or Mm -hmm. just staff in general. Yeah. I remember the shortage of masks as well early on. Um, it was pretty crazy when it first started emerging. And uh, a big reason why I'm doing this with like the nurses and stuff, um, I, I just want to get perspective and get what's going on through your lens. Um, mm-hmm. Did you, uh, so obviously there was some uh, surgical like patients that couldn't be taken or what have you, but you, did you see how many people were being, I mean, what, what hospital you were in Colorado, correct? Yeah. Okay. So when it all first emerged, like how impactful was it, you know, in regards to ICU beds or just hospitalizations in general, what were some of the things that you saw and really stood out in the beginning? And then how did it transition into where you are now? So um, for us, we are, you know, we only take pediatric patients. So we did not really see an influx of COVID-19 patients at all. Um, I've maybe seen a handful, I would say, I I would say like a little bit more than a handful, I'd say probably six or seven positive patients since this has all begun. And they've all been asymptomatic. And they did tell us when this first started, if the hospital next door, which was an adult hospital, gets full, 
and they don't have any more ICU beds or beds in general, they are going to have to start bringing those patients here. And you guys are, even though you only take care of kids, are going to have to take care of adults. So, you know, we are like, okay, hopefully, hopefully we know what we're doing if that happens. Right. Um, because we're used to, you know, a lot lower doses of medication and just smaller people. So we were like, okay, hopefully that doesn't happen. And it didn't happen. And you would think, you know, if, if really beds were getting filled up, that they would have taken over our entire floor because our floor shut down. We had no patients since it was a surgical floor and we weren't taking surgeries. Mm -hmm. So our whole floor, we had like 70 something beds available, just empty. And those could have been used for adults, but it wasn't needed. So you would think, you know, if it was really that serious and the adult hospitals were getting that full, that they would have shipped the patients over to us, but it never happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so you did mention uh, the vaccine mandates, and this is a big thing that I am just absolutely against myself. Um, as I mentioned in my first episode, I feel like you guys were being praised as heroes frontline workers, but as soon as you decide to um, operate within your rights, um, you know, Hippocratic Oath and all that good stuff. I mean, what was your thoughts when, you know, let's fast forward now to today. What are your thoughts on all that and uh, all the shenanigans that's occurring with nurses being, you know, their their livelihoods being threatened just because they won't take this mask uh, or take this vax, right? Yeah. So um, when the vaccine first came out, I did feel peer pressure to get it, but it wasn't from my hospital specifically. It was more just from my coworkers, like the nurses around me. Um, And I also worked privately as a nurse for like a little kid who was on a ventilator since birth. And so for me, I felt peer pressure to get it just from, you know, his parents, because I worked for them privately. And then also from my coworkers and the environment that I was in. Um, and I decided to get it, but I was fearful because I don't feel like it's been long enough. It's, it's brand new. And I don't think it's been, you know, researched enough. And then now I always said, you know, mandates will never happen. Like that's against all everything American. It's against all of our rights. Um, And it's not free to just mandate something that has to do with our bodies. Mm -hmm. Like I've always been pro-choice. And so I I was like, oh, that's never going to happen. And now that that's happening, it's mind blowing to me. And I don't know how it's it's happening in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Out of all countries. I don't know how it's happening here. It's terrifying. And, uh, you know, we see these layoffs, um, you know, in hospitals everywhere, um, airlines, uh, you name it. There's so many other occupations. Joe Biden coming out and requiring businesses to require their employees to get it to protect. Right. This is where I get confused with the vaccine. And it's like for the first time in history, (laughs) you know, it seems like the ineffectiveness of the treatment is being blamed on the people who have never even taken it, right? And you, yeah. hear, you hear this about if you get the vax, like Joe Biden said it himself, right? Um, uh, that 
it, it's, it's this effective, right? They, they paint this broad brush, like it's 100% effective. Well, then why do you need to protect yourself from the unvaccinated? That doesn't make sense to yeah. me. So you exactly. got vaccinated. Explain, yes. explain everything around that. Go for it. So I got vaccinated and to my understanding ever since, you know, I went to school to be a nurse and I learned about vaccines and I learned about, you know, antibodies and viruses and everything, a vaccine is to prevent you from getting whatever it's for. So, you know, for right. MMR, polio, chicken pox, all of those vaccines are to prevent. Oh, hold on, you cut out. Uh, hold on, you cut out, you cut out. Let's pick you up. Go ahead, talk again. No, I, I can't hear you. Technical difficulties, folks. Can you hear me now? There you go. No? All right. Just back it up maybe 10 seconds. Um, okay. Polio, chicken pox, measles. This is what the vaccine is for, right? To prevent these, um, you know, use this as like a immune response, right? Yes. The virus itself as immune response. And so go ahead. Yeah. And, you know, that's why we haven't seen, you know, cases of chicken pox polio in years decades mm -hmm. um because it's it worked and that was my understanding with this vaccine um and i didn't think i was invincible by any means i just was like okay well you know now i'm vaccinated so it's very hard for me to get covid correct but then i found out that's not the case and last week i did get covid um and that's frustrating because you would think that if I was vaccinated and had COVID and was asymptomatic, that I could still go about my normal life because that's how they make it seem. And that's what, that was the and big then, issue in the beginning. They were saying, well, the, uh, the, the asymptomatic. And then as time started ticking, like, oh, maybe the asymptomatic don't carry this much viral load according to this. And uh, the story, yeah. the narrative just kept changing. And so yeah. to this day, and to this day, I'm just like, okay, now what's going to change, right? You clearly see these spikes. And uh, a recent study came out uh, with Australia, where 95% of the hospitalizations in Australia were from people who were fully vaccinated. And this yeah. is a common, this is a common theme, same with Israel. Um, and then other countries are just really doing drastically different things like New Zealand, uh, just as you said uh, prior is uh, New Zealand. They're just uh, they're 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 not going to get rid of coronavirus. They admitted this and they said, like, we're going to um, start to ease off lockdown restrictions and all that stuff. And so if this vaccine is supposed to work, Mr. Biden and company and Fauci, um, we shouldn't be seeing such an uptick all over the globe in regards to this. Um, and yeah, exactly. People, and people such as yourself, but then somehow, some way, this broad blanket of blaming the unvaccinated 
that's always going to be an easy way out, in my opinion, from a political standpoint. And we can get into more of that a little later. But uh, then the argument is always this, the vax equals less symptoms, right? And so how can you know, how can you know that? Because for example, let's just use you for an example, say you never got the vaccine, and you ended up mm-hmm. getting COVID. You know, yeah. how, how do you know that you would have either A, had the same exact experience, less or more? It's impossible to measure, right? Am I crazy? Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it is impossible to measure also because everybody's immune system is different. Mm-hmm. For example, like I take vitamin D, zinc. And if I feel even just like a tickle in my throat, I'll take an airborne, which is just vitamin C. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, a multivitamin and fish oil every single day. Mm-hmm. So for me, that could be why I have less symptoms than somebody who's never taken a vitamin mm-hmm. and got and it. You're, and, and, you're, and you're young and healthy, right? You're an, exactly, advocate, you're an advocate, advocate for health and um, do all of that, right? And so exactly. this entire thing, as time goes on, I'm reading more and more articles. Um, there was another article that came out from San Francisco about um, California study finding out that vaccinated individuals are actually more susceptible to COVID variant infections than the unvaccinated. What do you think about that? I mean, honestly, when, what I think about that is that's kind of crazy, but it also makes sense in a way, right? These people get yeah. vaccinated. Like you can, you could have gone out and been a superhero, like, oh, I got vaccinated, this, that, but then sure enough, you can still spread it and shed. Yeah, exactly. And I honestly was, I would not have gotten tested. um, But my boyfriend was feeling sick, kind of just like a common cold. Mm -hmm. And he eventually had pretty bad throat pain and thought he had strep. So he was like, I'm going to go get tested for strep. He did not want to get COVID tested because he didn't feel like he had respiratory symptoms. Then they kind of like, forced him to get tested for COVID. They were like, well, you know, I would just do it if I were you. And he was like, okay, whatever. So they did the COVID test. His came back positive. And so because I live with him and I work at a hospital, they ask you, you know, have you been in contact with somebody who has tested positive, blah, 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 every time you go into work. So I had to answer yes. And then they had asked me to get tested. But at that point I had zero symptoms. And still to this day, it's been 11 days since my positive um like diagnosis of covid and i had one day of runny nose and it felt like allergies to me and it could have just been the seasons are changing right who knows if it actually had to do with covid mm-hmm. so i you know if if he never got tested i wouldn't have gotten tested and i would have been walking around the past 11 days not knowing that i had covid think about how many people have been doing that right exactly yeah and, and i'm vaccinated so i'm not really protecting anybody yeah, and that's the whole this whole idea of herd immunity is that you get vaccinated and you stop the spread, right, of that, you know, the the basic number or what have you, how many people yeah. I have that here and there. And it's supposed to create like a blockade, basically. Okay, the more people that get vaccinated or natural immunity, by the way, um, mm-hmm. it, this is how it slowly just dies off. This has been uh, definitely played out in history. And so this is just a little bit of a odd thing when I hear people like Biden and Fauci say that we need like a ridiculous amount of people vaccinated, but yet somehow, some way, 
they're the ones that are still getting COVID, right? They're, people are reacting as if this is some shield and there's no way in hell that you'll get uh, COVID. Um, and then they always go back to the symptoms argument. And I just find it very, very foolish and contradictory. And it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and even when I look at the WHO website, this is from WHO, quote, they're still learning about immunity to COVID-19. Uh, they know it develops immune response during the first weeks. We do not know how strong or how long that response lasts or how it differs for different people. Until we better understand COVID immunity, it will not be possible to know how much of a population is immune and how long that immunity lasts for, let alone make future predictions. This is from who themselves, right? And this is a big part of the contradictory. It's like you're worshiping CDC, FDA, who, but even them themselves, they're saying things that are very, very like, oh, they don't even fucking know what they're doing. And they clearly don't know what they're doing, in my opinion, right? And so yeah, you mentioned, uh, uh, so tell me the difference in how people view this virus. You said you were from Connecticut, moved to Colorado. Go into that, because I'm going to go into the states yeah. in a bit, but go into that. and Just what- real quick, before I go into that, I just wanted to mention if they wanted to use, you know, the argument that it reduces symptoms and it doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. Mm -hmm. Great. Use that argument, but then use it logically. Why would you mandate something if it only reduces symptoms? Then, okay. If you're 65 and plus years old, go ahead, get it because your symptoms are going to be less and you will have less likelihood of dying. Correct. But if you are young and healthy, why are you, why do you need to get it? You know, if you have a comorbidity such as asthma, diabetes, you are severely overweight, then yes, that would make sense. But they can't use the argument of, oh, it only reduces symptoms and then mandate it. It doesn't, it just contradicts itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so it's that famous anchorman quote, they've done studies, you know. 60% 60 of the time, it works every time. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. And so at the end of the day. And I actually also saw an article the other day of, um, there's a county in Colorado um, called San Juan County. And in that county, it's the most vaccinated county, I guess, in Colorado. And they said 99.9% of their citizens in that county have been vaccinated, but they're seeing a spike in COVID-19 positive cases. So it's like, is this vaccine really working? Yeah, ridiculous. Once they started talking boosters, I'm like, oh my God, y'all were, oh my goodness. I was just Though the thing is too with boosters, if there's gonna be continuous variants, then we're gonna need a booster, what, every three months? Yeah. And, and, you know that, I mean? and that's insane to me. And it's like the, the, if, uh, I follow a lady, she was like, hashtag natural immunity and see what happens. And you actually get red flagged. If you hashtag natural immunity, like this is some type of anti-science conspiracy theory thing, right? How far off the edge are we going to be pushed until we stand up or say something? Right. And so let's go, let's backpedal. Exactly get you what was your yeah we can talk about um connecticut versus colorado what, how, how do you how are you observing these people i mean i I'll, I'll give you my thoughts i was from california to arizona i but go ahead 
So it's sad because my mom was an immigrant. She came here from Brazil at the age of 23, and now she's an American citizen. She left Brazil because it was corrupt, and they had like a horrible government and all this nonsense, right? And now she's brainwashed by the media. And I'm like, you know, you left a country because of what's happening here. So it's sad to me to see her brainwashed by that stuff. And I just feel like if she lived here, then it wouldn't be so prominent because for some reason in Connecticut, people just nonstop watch the news. Whereas I feel like in Colorado, people are just more open-minded mm-hmm. and they're outside more. And it's just, I don't, it's so frustrating to me because the news in at least to my family members in Connecticut, it's like a Bible to them. I'm like, you can't just believe everything that you are seeing. And I recently went to visit Connecticut and I forgot what it was even like to have to wear a mask everywhere because in Colorado, you don't need to wear a mask unless you're at an airport or for me, when I go to work at the hospital. So my mom's like, oh, do you have your mask? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> so then, you know, I had to like buy one to go into a restaurant. Um, and, and then, and, oh, sorry. Know, and, and, so, and when they do the same thing, you go in a restaurant, sit down, take it off, take, same jazz, yeah, which is so, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Okay. But I mean, that's important to touch base on this idea of mass psychosis and it's dependent on which state you're in. Um, I haven't heard anything about Connecticut, but uh, you you have a lot of family members that maybe look at you a little bit differently because you're kind of veering away from what's being blown through the tube. Yeah. And it's funny how, you know, before all this, they would come to me for medical advice. And now I'm trying to explain to them that the news is not 100% real and they're not listening. And I'm like, you know, I'm the one who went to school for this. You guys don't, you guys do not have anything to do with medicine. You guys are all in business. Mm -hmm. And how are you listening to the news over me? And I'm, you know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not researching COVID. I'm not in these clinical trials by any means, but I think I know a little bit more than my mom and dad who own a business right right and and (laughs) and even even if we use that standard right uh i did an episode uh about joseph stalin in russia and uh, this was just a very specific example of how power and politicians and anyone honestly i mean uh, i'm sorry researchers don't get paid the big bucks they're gonna find ways to make a buck or be that Nobel Prize winner, right? And so the idea that these guys can't be swayed or manipulated or even convinced by their own personal bias, like um, the fact of the matter is this has become political even if you aren't political. And that's what I've noticed, um, especially with California. Uh, My wife and I moved out to Arizona specifically because We didn't want to be locked down in our home. We didn't realize how much power Gavin Newsom has, which we will get into in just a second. But that was a big red flag for me. I didn't I didn't want that where he can shut down tech companies. I can't work. And everywhere I go is a ghost town or people are wearing masks crossing streets 100 yards away. But somehow, some way it disappears when you sit down. Um, There was too many contradictions for me. But 
you know, people glued to the tube and using it as a religion. It's really a real thing. And I bet you anything, if they're really glued to that tube, it's a lot of left wing media. Um, uh, if if there's any type of right wing media, like I still don't trust Fox in general. That's not my religion whatsoever. But still, like, be a little mm-hmm. bit skeptical, a little bit of critical thinking. And I don't know. Yeah, I, exactly. I've literally listened to Fauci over and over again, just say one thing, then another, then another. And and I grew, I got a master's in kinesiology, right? We can use that argument. Like, we know about science. We don't have to be in the actual study or what have you. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I got to trust them. I can still read research. I can still put you know, common sense together. I still know the scientific method. I still know what good research is versus bad. But the problem is you're not really presenting any, like what in the hell is going on with all that? And so anyways, I'm going to segue into Gavin Newsom again, because recently he just got into um, officially mandating K through 12 to be required to get the vaccine. And this greasy hypocrite. <laughs> I don't know if you know much about his background or the whole recall. Do you know anything about that or no? And it's okay if you don't. No, I don't. But okay. I definitely am against kids getting vaccinated. Yeah. For it, COVID. It's kind of ridiculous. And they're all masked up on top of that. And so kids literally have a 0.002% chance of dying from this. And those people or those kids are just the uh, immunocompromised, very, very, very rare. And then their argument is it's going to spread to like the parents or whatever, right? But like you said earlier, well, then why don't they just get it? Problem solved. Why the kids? It's very weird, you know? Yeah, there's a virus that can kill kids and it happens every single winter and it's called RSV. And there's no vaccine about that expand Uh, there's there's no vaccine for rsv um and it's called respiratory sin ct i can never pronounce it but syncytial virus Mm -hmm. and it's a virus that's pretty nasty and it attacks your your lungs but also your upper respiratory tract and the problem with it is it produces like a lot of mucus and kids nostrils and their airways are so small compared to adults that they can't expel that mucus like we can. They can't blow their nose and get it all out. They can't forcefully cough and like, this is gross, but like hawk a loogie, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so kids constantly, especially kids with asthma will die from it. Um, And it's not talked about. It's not, there's no virus. There's no, not virus. There's no vaccine for RSV. So it just doesn't make sense to vaccinate kids for something that's not affecting them. Very selective. At all. It's very selective. Yeah. And so Gavin. And if kids them. aren't getting, if they're going to use the argument, oh, the kids could be spreading it, but the kids aren't getting it. So how could they spread it? Right. It's back to that asymptomatic. Uh, we already had common sense prior. If you have the flu, you stay in your ass home. No one wants to go in the room with you because they don't want to get it. Same exact protocol, right? Um, And so with Gavin Newsom doing all this crap, he's just the biggest hypocrite ever. Um, He was caught on film 
dining in a it's a restaurant in Napa called French Laundry. Literally the most ridiculously priced plates um, I'd I'd say in the country. And so he got caught on tape with hospital heads, maskless indoors when everyone was locked down. And this was a big, big reason, I would say, why he was in this recall election where they were about to pull him and get someone else in. And so as soon as he he got through that and, and somehow some way he got more of a, of a vote this time. That's another topic. But now he comes back and this is him forcing these kids to do this. And it's just really sad stuff. I'm watching videos of kids masked up like they're so screwed in my mind. Like you, these kids can't even recognize who their friends are. They don't know what their faces look like. Um, yeah. How are they supposed to, you know, interpret what an adult is saying, you know, and or anyone? What, what, how they, you can't see their lips. They're going to be so screwed yeah. socially. And I and think we actually, sorry to interrupt you. No, we actually had to order masks for kids who are, um, they're deaf and they read lips. We had to order like special masks that have like a clear window in mm -hmm. them just so that they could see the lips. Right. And I'm like, if both people don't have symptoms, why can't, you know, the speech therapist or whoever it is trying to talk to the patient, just take off their mask and talk. Mm -hmm. Why do we need to order these special masks right. so that you can see their lips moving? That's just silly. In my mm -hmm. opinion. Yeah. It's silly, but it also, but yeah, I agree. I think it's going to affect, like psychologically it's going to affect kids it's it's, it's going to prove just exactly even like the point. online schooling yeah even the online schooling in the beginning i think was affecting kids because kids just want to be around their peers mm -hmm. and when this all first happened the suicide rate that we we were getting suicide attempts constantly in 2020 when kids were not allowed to go to school that's crazy. Because they had to be stuck at home with their parents. And in your adolescence years, you don't want to be anywhere near your parents. You just want to be around your friends. And mm -hmm. so it was affecting them so much that we had multiple suicide attempts in the pediatric hospital that I work at instead of COVID cases. And that's, you know, that's something that isn't talked about on the news. Ever. Yeah. Like ever. And uh, back to the mass thing they make these clear masks for the deaf kids. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But that same logic can still apply to normal kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, you still need to read the lips to figure to out learn. what's being said. And no one's taking this into consideration at all. Mm -hmm. It's like an all or nothing based off of very insignificant research on such a really, really high probability that you're going to be a okay. And so this is why I keep continuously questioning how deadly this thing is. And I brought up Gavin Newsom and all that because also it, it just, it really depends on your state by state at this point, how you saw people in Connecticut, how I saw people in California, uh, Oshner health. Um, this is like a benefits plan or what have you. We're now in LA. Um, they're requiring mandating vaccines for spouses of employees. So if your spouse is on your insurance and does not get the jab, 
they will be imposing a $100 per pay period fee. I mean, this is kind of just crazy. They're just slowly but surely boiling frog. And I just wonder how far does it go? And, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. I don't know, man. These things are really getting out of hand. And if you were to say something like this a year ago, you're a quack, right? Nurse Becca, yeah. Nurse Becca your family is calling you a quack, even though you're yeah. the critically thinking. And the problem is there's this generalization that all nurses, all doctors think the same. And that's a big part of why I'm doing this, right? But what do you think about this? Yeah. I, that's craziness to me. No, that's insane. Um, I would never be able to f- force somebody, you know, my spouse to get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. At that at that point, I don't even know what I would do. That's just horrible. I feel like that's worse than mandating it for employees. Right. That's taking it, you know, a whole nother it, step. It's already taking it too far, mandating it. But mm-hmm. that's like taking it like way, way, way too far. That's just insane. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Yeah. And, and at, at, at this rate, there's not going to be employees anywhere. Right. Like everywhere that I go, it's short staffed. And it's mainly because people are quitting due to mandates. Mm-hmm. At Walgreens the other day, like a week and a half ago, the line was about 15 people long at the pharmacy and that didn't include the drive through and they only had two employees and somebody in line started yelling at them saying like, I'm going to call corporate. This is ridiculous. I've never waited this long, blah, blah, blah. And then the manager came out and said, listen, we had six employees behind this pharmacy counter a week ago. And now that they're mandating, everybody's quit. So what do you expect us to do? Uh, and it's true. Like everybody is going to quit. And I even in Connecticut, my mom wanted to take me out to pizza to one of my favorite restaurants that I'll no longer be supporting, unfortunately, because at that restaurant, we approached the restaurant and they had a huge sign saying you cannot ant- enter without proof of vaccination. Wow. And my mom was like, my mom was like, oh, did you not bring your vaccine card since I'm vaccinated? And I said, even if I had it on me, which I didn't, I'm not going to support that. And she was like, oh, well, we can take it to go. I said, no, I'm not going to support their business for doing that. Yeah, period. Period. (laughs) And and that's what's crazy, too, is we're not seeing this pattern. Uh, I also have a similar anecdotal case. Walmart, I used to work at Walmart, and I still Mm -hmm. train people online who uh, work at Walmart and Uh, a particular client was like, things are getting crazy right now because they set in place this mandate for the vaccine and we're losing a lot of people. And she was just busy all day long, had to cancel on me. And she was like, I'm literally just like so many people are quitting. And I almost have to think to myself, like, how is this not purposeful? You know, what are we going to do if we have nobody running the businesses, right? How does this really translate? And this is where it gets into that government dependence. If we don't have a functioning, like capitalistic society, we have no choice but to go to the government. And so this is why my antenna goes up and people can call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever. But the fact of the matter is these shortages from hospitals, um, what have you, um, I forgot to mention Harvard also had outbreaks from vaccinated people, right? Go figure. But um, quick tangent. But it just really, really makes me think like how this, how is this not politics? 
at this point in time. And I know you said you're not too familiar with the political realm, but what is your honest thoughts when you start seeing, you you know family members are being uh, brainwashed by the by the television, you know, what these politicians and bureaucrats say. Um, but how does that interplay with your overall beliefs nowadays versus what it could have been maybe a couple of years ago? Um, I will say I didn't know enough when I voted at this last election. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would even say I was a little bit brainwashed too because the media kept portraying Trump in a bad light. And so I'm at the point now where I regret for who I voted for. And I, and it's just because I didn't have enough knowledge and I almost wish I just didn't vote at all instead of giving somebody a vote that probably didn't deserve it. And it's at the point too, where my family, it's just segregating us. Like it's just, causing arguments that are unnecessary and it's causing judgment that's unnecessary and it's going to start just dividing the entire country it's already splitting up you know families and obviously businesses because people are quitting but it's going to start dividing the entire country which it already kind of has yeah and i just i don't know it's it's sad and i don't know what can be done about it but i i do feel like soon enough the people aren't going to um agree with this anymore and they're going to stand up i I mean there's already being protests but i think soon enough it's going to be the people are more and more people are going to you know wake up to what's going on yeah absolutely um you couldn't be more on point with that um this was an awakening that i fortunately came across prior to the election. And if you were to ask me, um, if you listen to my earlier episodes, uh, I hated Trump. Right. And I was, uh, I I drank the Kool-Aid and um, a lot of people to this day, uh, I call them never Trumpers. And it's not that they're dumb. It's just, they don't want to listen at all to what I've discovered. And I have blatant examples, blatant reasoning on why I'm doing this or that or why I'm doing the vote. And whatever it is, it's it's never been like that before. It's a very odd time. And they want to blame it on him in particular. But I think it didn't matter who it was. If any Republican got into that office, they would have did the same scheme. Um, And so in this day and age, I I do have hope because we do see those protests. Um, I see videos all the time from New York. Um, believe it or not, I saw a video of like Black Lives Matter and Trump supporters on the same street, <laughs> like, you know, protesting oh, yeah. the vaccine mandates. Right. And mm-hmm. so that would be the government's worst nightmare. You know, yeah. and, uh, I'm for that. If we could find a cause that actually brings us together, which un- uh, unfortunately it didn't occur right away. So we saw the ugliness. But I think deep down you know, there is going to be a tide change. I just think right now we're going to see all the excessive reaches and it just really pissed me the fuck off when I saw that they were actually firing nurses. I was like, what? Like if we are still in the midst of a fucking pandemic, you're going to get rid of staff. What type of pandemic are we in? 
I get, I'm confused. I don't know if they're genuinely brainwashed or is there some type of plot going on, right? There's only one or the other, but either way it's wrong. We know it's wrong. Yeah, there's actually a hospital in upstate New York. It's um, Lewis County General Hospital and they had to stop delivering babies because they don't have enough staff because of how many staff members quit. Um, and that's just the beginning. Like, okay, you're stopping delivering babies soon enough. It's going to be like, oh, sorry, we don't have enough surgeons or we don't have enough nurses to treat people in the emergency room. Soon enough, it's just going to spiral. And there's going to be nowhere for people to go to get medical help. And most of the medical help probably doesn't even relate to COVID. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a yeah. big that's a bigger problem than COVID itself. And yeah, it's not about beds. It's about staff. And, and that's the one thing that I think people are really just so fixated on this fucking word, right? COVID. Um, but it's like for so long, I got into this industry of personal training because I genuinely believed that we needed more preventative measures, you know, preventing people and uh, from getting in the hospital, preventing people from getting chronic disease um, and any type of metabolic syndrome. Uh, it just, I, I, I just find it so difficult to see these things occurring right before my eyes and not do anything about it, especially since we are in this industry, right? You know, you, um, you're an advocate of health and wellness and whatnot, but uh, you know, why aren't we talking about natural remedies? I've talked about this with jazz, but if you want to go into further detail, what, why can't we do or talk about natural remedies? Why can't we talk about health more than just mask up and take the jab? Like what is going yeah, on? Exactly. In society? Yeah, exactly. I, let me just pull up some numbers that I wrote down. Um, so in, this is from the WHO's website. So in 2019, there was an estimated 300,000 deaths just in that year from obesity. And, you know, why isn't that being talked about? Why aren't we promoting a healthy lifestyle? Because that is going to save you when it comes to COVID. If you are living a healthy lifestyle, if you're living at, you know, a moderate weight for your height and age, if you're drinking enough water, if you're exercising at least 30 minutes a day, that is going to prevent you from dying from COVID and just getting mild symptoms from it much more than the vaccine is going to, because the vaccine is really not doing much clearly. So why aren't we talking about that? Or, you know, we can also talk about smoking cigarettes. Why aren't we talking about the fact that smoking cigarettes is still legal and it's, I think, highly paid for by the government in a way because they, you know, they, I feel like the government makes money somehow from people being sick and it doesn't necessarily have to do with COVID. It just has to do with the fact that they don't promote a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but well, I just they, feel like they, well, they, ahead, they, 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 they get paid in power, right? Yeah. That's the problem. It's that trade-off, right? So it's ironic because when you hear of left wing versus right wing, right? We're always 
uh, I say we because I, I consider myself more right. Um, we are always considered as like the big business, right? We're the corrupt ones in bed with the government. But in this day and age, especially with big tech, um, I really feel like those roles got shifted. And the more that the government has power, has the ability to do this and that and set legislation and overreach, all it needs to do is have a good friend that's a part of a big company such as like tobacco or whatever. No one even wants to talk about cigarettes anymore, right? They think it's like some prehistoric dinosaur that passed away. No, no, no. You still have a significant amount of deaths per year because of cigarettes, but yet somehow, some way that's slithering by liquor and alcohol in general. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll drink some booze. However, that's my choice. And, yeah, exactly. and at the same time, um, if you're going to make these extreme actions, right? I, I don't, if you're going to make these extreme actions for the benefit of my health, do it everywhere, right? Don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. And the worst thing, I, I don't know if I even used this example on my last episode, but um, I just hate seeing, you know, especially sports teams pretend like they care, but then you look at their advertisements that come immediately after Negromodello, you know, uh, beer, Burger King, you know, ridiculous, like uh, Wingstop with Rick Ross. I'm like, what are we doing here? Do you really, yeah. about, you know, it is still big business, it's big pharma. And it's like I told people in an episode, type in um, like a criminal history of Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. Type in their criminal history. Just do it. It's going to pop up so many lawsuits, so many things they claimed. And then the opposite yeah. occurred. And just those stats that you read off right now, you could probably go off. There's probably tons yeah. of them. It's not about. And, you know, natural immunity is a thing. Like if you had COVID, even if you had it and you were asymptomatic, you never got tested, you have no idea that you had it. If there's I, a I, way to test for the antibodies and say like, oh yeah, you had it. I don't know when, but you're immune to it now. Like, for instance, one of our um, good friends, he lives in Maine, but he had COVID back in the early, like late March, I'd say, right when it began in 2020. He is still unvaccinated, has not got it since. And he, right. you know, go, he travels a lot. He's around people and he has not gotten it since. So why did, has he not gotten it? He's unvaccinated, but I did and I'm vaccinated. Mm -hmm. natural immunity works yeah and it's it sucks because this was a big question of mine when they had the death ticker remember that when trump was in mm -hmm. office they were just like yeah. look at all these deaths all these cases and i was like this is incomplete i want to know how many are getting it again i want to yeah. know how, so can i just assume that difference from cases to deaths they just recovered you know, these are specific things and it, and it goes from there. Um, and that's where I wanted to segue into what is your thoughts on like false positive tests? Um, I don't know if you know much about PCR testing or what have you, but you mentioned antib uh, antibodies and I'm just like, yeah, why don't we just test for antibodies? What, what are we doing here? You know? <laughs> yeah. Even because um, my boyfriend is unvaccinated and he, you know, got COVID um, and he was like calling the urgent care clinic that he got his COVID test from. And he was like, I would like proof of my results. And they told him over the phone, like, 
here's your proof. Like you had COVID. This is the doctor speaking. And he was like, no, I need it in paper form. And I was kind of like, why, like, why are you pushing them so much for this like paper? He was like, because if it comes, (laughs) yeah, he was like, if it comes down to it, I want proof that I had COVID because if somebody's going to, you know, take natural immunity over the vaccine, I want that proof. And I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of smart. Mm -hmm. And, um, I forget what I was going with this. Hold on. Let me try. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right on track. Um, because yeah, I mean, we're with the natural immunity thing. That's, that is a smart thing that he's doing because that can, you know, you almost, I'm not a lawyer, but you almost seem like that could hold up in court as like, if you can prove that natural immunity is more effective, which stuff is really turning out to be as such, Mm-hmm. especially with mandates depending on where you live yeah. get that proof and so i commend them yeah exactly and with the whole pcr test thing yeah i do know that um i've heard a lot about false positives with the rapid tests um so my hospital specifically that i work at they don't accept rapid tests we will only do the pcr which takes longer to get your results because they like culture it, I guess. But I don't know too much of the specifics other than they swab your nose and they put it on like a Petri dish and they test it somehow. Um, But something that I am curious about, why can't they tell you which variant you have? Why can they only tell you, you know, you're COVID positive? Why can't they tell you, oh, you're COVID positive and it's the Delta variant? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if they really know so much about it now, why can't they give you more specifics? And if the science is, you know, so good and evolving and they know all this information, if they can create a vaccine, why can't they create a reliable antibody test? Correct. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I would expand upon that in regards to how, in the beginning of this, how do we know that they would never ever even record or not record, but showcase if there was any false positives because it would go against the narrative. Mm -hmm. Right. And I always wondered, I'm just like, man, there's gotta be some false positives. Like every research article I ever come across, they always got some little, um, little section or some little stat where like, Oh, this was false because of this and that, or what have you. And then, do you remember or if you've ever heard this scenario where people would pass away of one condition, but it's because they had COVID, they'll label it as COVID, right? That was I have heard about it, but I, um, being that I only work in with kids and I've never seen right, right, right. Um, like that happen, I, mm-hmm. I can't speak to it for like seeing it in person, but I've, I've like heard about it. I've right. heard that regardless of if they died from a heart attack, which doesn't really have anything to do with the virus. Um, if they had tested positive for it, that's what they put on the death certificate. But I don't know that for certain. That's just what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And when, which I think is ridiculous. Like yeah. that's well, not what caused them to die. Well, believe it or not, like I've actually heard a politician say this like openly. Um, I believe it was either in, uh, Illinois, uh, could have been Michigan, actually. Um, just one specific Democrat was like, this is exactly what we're doing. And uh, it's, 
right off the bat, that's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that changes the whole scenario on this death count. And then when you hear of these, um, you know, uh, they used to be stories, but then when Governor Cuomo from New York actually admits that he did put patients, COVID infected patients in nursing homes, and this was a big reason why there was a spike in deaths, I'm going to weigh that pro and con the pros and cons of that. How deadly is this thing because of that specific incident? And apparently it, occur it occurred in Michigan, it occurred in California, where they put them in nursing homes. And a big part of these um, deaths were in those high age ranged uh, amino compromised uh, individuals. And I, I don't know, this is what really weighed on me. Um, but yeah, uh, with the vaccine, I've, I've read a lot of stuff about myopericarditis, blood clotting, um, things that occurred from vaccines or what have you. The tough part about it is, like I mentioned in the last episode, it's, it's hard to tell if it's from the vaccine or their conditions. I have a couple anecdotal um, examples of a couple people who passed away, unfortunately, shortly after they got the vaccine. And I always wonder, I always wonder, but have you heard of stories like that with peers or colleagues or what have you, or what are your thoughts on just vaccine side effects? I mean, we know there's side effects. Like I've had yes. plenty of examples where people, oh, I was out for three days after the vaccine. That Moderna, oh, they make it seem so casual and normal. I'm just like, damn, why didn't you just get the COVID? You probably would have had less symptoms and better immunity, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't know anybody personally, but I have heard about like on the news at least, or just in articles about the um, myocarditis, which is just inflammation like around the heart and then also the um, blood clots. But I did, I do know somebody, I don't know them that well, but they had disclosed to me that their wife got vaccinated. And since then, her menstrual cycle is all out of whack. Mm -hmm. And she also, before um, all this COVID stuff, when she was young, was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and she takes medication for it. And it's super well controlled. Um, and now since getting the vaccine, she's um, needed to go into a mental institution for her own safety because her bipolar disorder is all out of whack. Like she okay. is, is no longer being controlled with medication. And they think it could be potentially because her hormones are so out of whack because now her menstrual cycle is going crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and she, I guess from what I was told from her husband, cause she's still in a um, mental facility getting help, but she would bleed for weeks at a time Holy shit. and then occasional spotting. And then again, weeks at a time. So it's just all over the place and it's since getting the vaccine. And it was two weeks after getting the vaccine that this all started to happen. And so that scares me um, because if something is messing with your menstrual cycle, then it's going to mess with your fertility. And that terrifies me because I want to be a mom one day and I can just see down the line 10, maybe even 20 years from now, a commercial popping up with those like lawyers numbers saying, you know, if you were yep. so-and-so in year 2020 and you received this vaccine, you're entitled to compensation. Like I just picture that happening in the future because these vaccines have not been researched enough. And already side effects are happening clearly. 
and even for me, when I got the second dose of the vaccine, I was way sicker than when I just had COVID. Like high fever, shaking, sweat through my sheets. I thought, I, like, this is like sad, but I literally thought that I, I woke up and I thought maybe I had wet the bed because that's how sweaty I was. And then when I got COVID, I was fine. So it just, how could a vaccine, you know, do give me all of those side effects within 24 hours and then I get the actual virus and I'm pretty much fine. Yeah. And they they have their justifications. Right. And like you said, I mean, on average, this is not unknown stuff, right? Takes 10 to 15 years to put together Mm -hmm. a solid vaccine. You got um, development stages, exploratory, preclinical, clinical development, you know, mm-hmm. uh, review, approval, uh, all of that, right? There's all types of different phases. And I feel like this was really jumped specifically for this. And I, I, I hate to make it political, but it's always people on the left, people that I used to train or peers I know, where it's some type of argument, like I'm crazy. It's like, no, no, no. Like I'm a, you're the believer, yeah. quote unquote science that uh, these stages don't get flipped this quick. And, you know, we can't use examples from all these other, um, you know, vaccines that were made in the past because they have that average of 10 to 15 years. That alone is a very substantial argument and reason alone to not do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of going back to the tests, Um, if it was so deadly and so contagious, don't you think that my job would have required me to get a negative test since I just tested positive about 10, 11 days ago Mm -hmm. to go back to work? Don't you think they would require me to get a negative test to go back to work? No, they don't. They said, stay home for 10 days. If in 10 days you don't have symptoms, come back to work. And I was like, are you sure I don't need a negative test? And they said, no, because you can test positive for up to 90 days. And I, that makes me think, okay, so what about the jobs that are requiring people to get tested weekly or biweekly? That's going to skew the numbers. If somebody was positive a month ago, and if it's 90 days, that's three months. So three Mm -hmm. months later, they can still test positive. So yeah, that's going to increase these positive cases numbers because any positive case is going to go straight to those numbers Yep. that are portrayed on the media. Yeah, that's so crazy. So that skews the numbers and the data as well. That, 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 that's crazy. I didn't know that they didn't require so you for, for, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I didn't even know that they <laughs> didn't require you to be a negative. It reminds me of a a situation yeah they're like yeah just go back to work on they were like you're free to work on october 7th as long as you're symptom free and it's like like, what the so the flu (laughs) you mean (laughs) when i'm back to normal and so yeah i had a i had a friend and i've been back to normal since day one (laughs) that's crazy yeah i had a friend he literally had the chills for a couple days but he didn't go to the hospital and uh but he saw, he went and got a test and it was positive, but then he went back home and called the doctor or what have you. And the doc was like, yeah, just stay home and wait till you're good. Like, you know, it was very nonchalant. Yeah. And I was just like, what the, like, this is important because if it's that yeah. nonchalant, you know, the news is not making it nonchalant. So, 
Yeah, exactly. I know it's, it's so crazy to me. And you would think that, you know, in a state like Colorado where masks are not really required anywhere, I go to the gym without a mask. There can be more than a hundred people in there at a time. Mm-hmm. Colorado's numbers aren't like on the news, like, Oh, Colorado spikes, you know, all of these numbers, all mm-hmm. these positive cases. It's not, that's not happening. So why is it so serious and portrayed so deadly on the media if that's not really what happening what's actually happening i mean yeah and i'm sure a lot of states are are questioning the same exact thing i mean you see these you see these stadiums packed from college football games to nfl now you see celebrities partying from obama's party to the met gala award shows but somehow some way then you look at a classroom yeah, I, I, it, they're it just, all messed up. It just really doesn't make any sense to me, and this is why I'm just—I I just really had enough of it. Um, but anywho, um, time does fly by. But is there anything in particular that you wanted to kind of get off your chest? Again, I know sometimes I rant, but um, I want to give you this opportunity. You know, just what you want to get off your chest or if there's one topic in particular you wanted to get out that you didn't touch base on um, just to kind of close out. I will just say this isn't really facts. This is really just, you know, personal feeling and do it. Um, yeah. Just really just feeling I, I am scared um, for this, you know, booster to come out um, because although I'm already vaccinated, um, are they going to mandate the boosters? Because yeah. If that were the case, then I would not want it and I would lose my job and I can't afford to lose my job. And the fact that they are not allowing, if you get fired due to not like abiding by the vaccine mandate, you are not allowed to get unemployment from the government. And so then I would be on the streets. And so the homeless problem is going to skyrocket from all of this. And I'm terrified because I, I really do love my job and I don't want to have to quit or get fired because I don't want to get this booster shot that's supposedly coming out. So that's just, you know, thoughts, but. Yeah. And it's, it's unfair. It's, it's unfair. And, um, you know, I feel for you and that's a big reason why we're keeping you anonymous, right? It's, is this really mm-hmm. our country that you're that terrified to the point where if somehow, some way, someone snoops through the internet, comes across you, doesn't like what you say, boom, you know, it goes into a different direction that you never intended. And hopefully, um, you know, with this booster shot, some people will wake up. Uh, Bill Maher, he's a famous left moderate kind of person but he literally admitted on his show he's like i took two shots for the team now i'm done mm-hmm. right what is going on here why the boosters i don't want to get a booster right what are we doing here yeah and i just hope this is a reality check for a lot of people who were in the middle or left or what have you i feel like the majority of people that are kind of figuring out what's going on are right but who knows i mean at the end of the day i just want people to start seeing that this is more of a a government overreach more than anything. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it sucks that you're in that position. That's exactly why I'm doing it. That's exactly why I got a few more on deck 
Um, I, yeah. And speaking about, um, being anonymous. Um, so I posted a few days ago on my story, a bunch of stuff about how I'm anti mandate. I never said I was anti vaccine. I never gave people medical advice. I never said, do get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. I literally just was talking about the rights that Americans have, you know, in the 14th amendment amendment, it says that you have the rights of personal autonomy, bodily integrity, and the right to reject medical treatment. And it's always been known that, you know, America is a free country. So somebody had messaged me saying, oh, aren't you scared to lose your job if your coworkers see this on your like Instagram? And I said, no, because from what I'm, as of right now, freedom of speech is still allowed. I can still speak my mind. Um, And then that's when I also posted a picture of Rihanna wearing a shirt saying, think while it's still legal. And it made me really think like, wow, right now I have the freedom of speech, but what's next? Soon they could take that away. They're already taking away so many freedoms that that could be next. And that's really scary. I really couldn't agree more. And it's completely fucked up to say the least, but I think deep down, like uh, we do have some hint of optimism right? The awakening of people. And that's why I named my podcast, The Unveiled Patriot. I'm one yeah. of those. And I just hope in mass this occurs. Same with you, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think there's that there's probably a lot of people that just were like, damn, I voted for Biden or what have you. And, um, you know, maybe this wasn't the greatest decision. Now that I'm seeing my life get impacted according to his um, rhetoric or legis- legislation even. Um, and so we got to be yeah. optimistic. And that's why I'm doing this, honestly. Yeah, exactly. I just hope that more and more people um, wake up to what's going on. And I also hope that people who have a platform, um, like I'm not super, you know, I'm not, I'm not against or for celebrities, but you know, the, the ones who are speaking out about the mandates, I really hope that that spirals and allows other people who have a platform doesn't necessarily have to be a celebrity but they have a huge platform where they have tons of followers and fans and i hope that more people who have that kind of platform talk about how this is wrong because then maybe more and more people will wake up to it because they're seeing somebody that they look up to like a celebrity or you know a singer or an actress something like that speak out about that instead of just the news yeah. So I'm hoping that that happens. I mean, it is slowly but surely happening. There's a, a lot of NBA players speaking out. Yeah, uh, I have seen that. We've heard of Nicki Minaj and a few other celebrities come out and they have big followings. And uh, I think this is going to chain react. But, you know, uh, 2022 is going to be a very interesting year, I'm predicting. Um, it might not be for the best, but I think maybe mm-hmm. post that um, it is what it is, you know. Um, but I am going to transition out. I absolutely enjoyed the combo. Um, I can't thank you enough for just, you know, taking the time, you know, speaking your thoughts and opinions, uh, stating the research that you did. And, uh, I definitely got your back, like, no matter what. Um, I think one thing that's important is to realize that you're not alone, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the main things and really you're not alone i think there's really a lot of people out there that feel the same way it's just there's so much pressure from 
unfortunate peers, family, what have you, and the news, right? But if you really take a step out from all that, you, you will find people that actually think and believe what you do. And we have empathy, right? And at the end of the day, you do have value and fuck these people that are, you know, forcing you to do this, do that. And um, I mean, shit, we need to open up some private hospitals now. This is a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I do, I love seeing nurses speak out about the mandates. Um, and I do honestly think that some nurses are just scared to, I think they might think it, Mm-hmm. but they're just scared to say it. Oh, for sure. That's a, a, I definitely noticed that in my hospital. I just noticed that, you know, politics are just not even brought up mm-hmm. because people are genuinely scared. Oh yeah. Your, your, your livelihood is on the line, you know? And uh, yeah. yeah, we just gotta, you know, keep on uh, trucking through. Um, but yeah, um, I think uh, we could transition out from that again. Thank you. Um, I do not mind doing this conversation a revisit in time. Hopefully the world is still here, but, um, is there any last things you want to say before we close out? No, I'll just, you know, tell the audience, thank you for listening to my story and don't be afraid to, you know, speak up for what you believe in. And thank you for giving me a platform to talk. Absolutely. For the small audience I do have, but yeah awesome appreciate it again unveiled patriot checking out again this is uh nurse becca bye